Attention passengers, we ask that you please fasten your seatbelts at this time and secure all baggage underneath your seat or in the overhead compartments. Flyover Country with Scott Jennings is prepared for takeoff. I'm Scott Jennings, and here's my latest comment. We're just under one year until the 2022 midterm election. A lot of crazy things could happen between now and then. But it's hard to look at the available evidence and conclude anything other than this. Democrats are in a real pickle, and they have no obvious way out. Let's start with a political environment, which has turned decidedly sour for Democrats. The recent elections in Virginia, New Jersey, and elsewhere show voters are fed up with a liberal party and all that comes with it. Wokeness, incompetence, and disdain for anyone who asks questions. But was the environment that sweet to begin with? Democrats won full control of Washington by a mere 90,000 votes out of 160 million cast in the last election. It was close. The U.S. Senate is 50-50, and Democrats control it only because Donald Trump threw a fit and told his supporters in Georgia to stay home. Republicans came within a whisker of taking the U.S. House despite Trump's loss, defying all pundit expectations. Down ticket was a cascade of disappointments for Democrats who were stymied in state capitals across America. Yes, Joe Biden won the White House by roughly 7 million popular votes. But America, it seems, is the old lady who swallowed a fly and then a spider to get rid of it. What seemed like a good idea at the time has turned into a serious case of buyer's remorse. And we know how it turned out for the old lady. Just 15% of Americans in a recent CNN poll said they strongly approved of Biden's job in office, a number that never went below 20% for either Obama or Trump. Roughly 60% in the same survey said Biden doesn't have the right priorities about what Trump and Obama had before their first midterms in which they were both shellacked. A USA Today poll taken last week found Joe Biden's overall approval at 38% versus 59% disapproval. Nearly half surveyed say Biden has done worse than they expected, including 16% of his own supporters. Independents by a 7-to-1 margin say he's done worse, not better than expected. Nearly two-thirds of Americans say they don't want Biden to run for a second term, including 28% of his own party. And 58% of Americans don't want Trump to run again, including a quarter of his own party. If the presidential election were held today, though, between Biden and Trump, the poll found 44% backing Trump and just 40% for Joe Biden. Here's the fact. America has given up on Biden in less than a single year. Nobody that I know thinks he's up for a re-election campaign, and some people I respect greatly in the business think he may not even make it an entire four-year term. His TV appearances are nearly always net negatives, and we can see clearly now how beneficial it was for him to run a stay-in-the-basement strategy last year. But what comes next for Democrats? Vice President Kamala Harris? Well, she's in worse shape. In the same USA Today survey, she was at 28% approval versus 51% approval. Dick Cheney never went below 30%, and he shot a guy in the face. Everything Harris touches turns to, well, something bad. Immigration? Huge disaster. Voting rights legislation? Stuck. Make a video for kids about space? Did you see it? Yikes. Go to a NASA briefing. She ends up asking the guy if trees are racist. As I write this, Kamala Harris is overseas. I'm already teaching my kids basic French in preparation for the coming invasion and quick surrender. America feels like it's off the rails under the very people who promised to put it back on. There's a conversation going on in their bubble that sounds like a foreign language to most of us. 
who just want to hear a plan to bring down the cost of gas and bacon. Wokeness is a disease that has absolutely destroyed any hope of the Democrat had of connecting with rural voters, and it's now creeping into the suburbs. Republicans did better in Virginia in every county, rural and otherwise, than Trump did in 2020, including Northern Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C. Stand against the Democrats? They call you a racist. Vote Republican? They call you a racist. Ask questions at a school board meeting? They call you a racist, and then they call the FBI. Worried about critical race theory in schools? Well, you're a loony, but you're also racist for saying that it shouldn't be taught. Here's a fact check, by the way. Critical race theory is all over the Virginia Department of Education website and its expenditures, despite the zombie-like denials you hear from the left. Virginia Republicans nominated one white guy and two minorities to statewide office and elected all three. Racists and white supremacists are to blame, the Democrats say. One of the leading supporters of the Democratic campaign, the hapless Lincoln Project, hired actual Democrat political operatives to dress up as white supremacists and stand in front of Glenn Youngkin's campaign bus. The stunt backfired spectacularly. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg, who hasn't worked a ton lately, showed up for a briefing on the infrastructure bill that passed, by the way, only because Republicans voted for it, and he wound up promising to fix racist overpasses. Here's the thing. Most Americans are sick of these mindless attacks and explanations. Most people aren't racist. In fact, they're the furthest thing from it. Attacking them as such because they refuse to go along with Democrats in a particular election or in a policy debate will entrench them even further. Fundamentally, Americans are good. They believe in our founding principles and in their founding fathers. They'd rather Democrats stop tearing down their statues and arguing that America is rotten at its core. They perceive a decided reduction in American prestige under the current administration and a perpetual attempt on the American left to talk it down even further. Biden is clearly a lame duck. He's not up to the challenge of being president. Harris, non-starter. Pelosi, headed for retirement. Nobody likes Chuck Schumer, no matter how many dancing videos he posts. It's clear the Democrats are suffering from a serious leadership void, and it's being filled by the most energetic liberals in their party. Being a Democrat these days is to be stuck between a hapless, lame duck president and a group of hard-charging socialists who look upon non-urban America with disdain. And that, friends, is a recipe for electoral disaster that will make Virginia's beatdown seem like a relaxing day at the spa. I'm Scott Jennings. Thanks for listening. Get more commentary at Scott Jennings KY. Be sure to subscribe to the Flyover Country podcast wherever you get your podcast favorite feed. Thank you. Flyover Country with Scott Jennings is a production of Bluegrass Media Lab, coming to you from the heart of Middle America, Louisville, Kentucky. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Flyover Country on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Five-star reviews will help us keep making the content that you love. To find my latest television hits, columns, and other commentary, go to scottjenningsky.com. And you can also find me at Scott Jennings KY on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure your seat backs and folding trays are in their full upright position. Cabin crew, please take your seats for landing and thank you for choosing Flyover Country with Scott Jennings. 